Okay. I'm going to start with <clears throat> today. We're going to be talking about the betrayal of Jesus by Judas. Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 to 25. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto him, What will you give me? And I will deliver unto him you. And they, and they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. <clears throat> and from that time he sought up to betray him. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand, and I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even what evening was come, he sat down with the twelve, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they, shall, they were exceedingly sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto the Lord, Is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it was written. But woe unto the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It has been good for him that man, if he had not been born, then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou said it. Okay. A lot of people, you know, um, you know, when they hear this story, they think... <clears throat> You know, they could never betray Jesus. They could never uh, do do what Judas did. Okay, but I'm going to tell you that uh, these times that we are in is going to prove who's really acts like Jesus and who's really acts like Judas. Okay. What we've been through for three years, okay, um, people were reported on, they turned into Judas. Pastors, okay, they encouraged children as well as adults do something against God. As I said before, we've been going through something for three years now, and you know what I'm talking about. And they betrayed Jesus. They became a Judas for their precious little 501c3 benefits. They played Judas, played Judas on Jesus and offered up their congregation and the children. Okay, as offerings to Baal, which I will say the government okay let's get into this article right here. <clears throat> 
three ways we are like Jesus. Most of us recognize the name Judas. We think of him as the bad guy in the Easter story, almost like Darth Vader without the mask and the cape. But Judas was a real person who existed in history, not a one-dimensional cartoonish character or movie supervillain we can just dismiss. No one wants to be Judas. I would argue that even Judas didn't set out to be a Judas. He wanted his life to count, not to end in tragedy or to become the pariah because of his betrayal of Jesus. In fact, I think there's a deeper story about what happened to Judas that is worth paying attention to. So what can we learn from him? I think he dealt with three uncomfortable realities that we too need to grapple with. Judas' story started off strong. He was chosen to be one of the 12 disciples, which meant he made a significant commitment to Jesus. He left everything and sacrificed a lot in order to be part of something bigger than himself. We even read about how he, long, along with other 11 disciples, did significant ministry, including healing people and proclaiming the good news. Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 3 and 6. So what happened? How did Judas get from here to a place where he would ultimately betray Jesus. It's hard to tell, but we get some clues. One is found in John chapter 12, verses 1 to 6, where we read that Judas was not only a thief and stealing money from the ministry underneath the table. He was also projecting a holier-than-thou image in front of Jesus and the other disciples. In other words, his public face was not lining up with his inward reality, which is really dangerous and unstable place to be. This is, story is just one glimpse into the heart heart that was slowly showing signs of cracking but no one else saw those signs because they were happening on the inside so when i was talking to you about those pastors right i remember watching a video okay of a pastor um basically telling kids that in order to get presents, well, Christmas is a pagan holiday anyway. Children shouldn't be celebrating Chris Christmas anyway. But let's continue. That if they did not do this certain thing that we all had or were called to do, that's been dealing with for three years, they would not get presents. Okay. Many pastors encouraged to get this, what we've been dealing with for the past three years. And they walked with a holier than thou attitude, but deep down they were a coward under pressure. Okay. <clears throat> See, that's the thing about this Christian walk. It's one thing to be gung-ho for Jesus. But when times get rough, and I'm not pointing, you know, puffing my chest. I'm just saying we've all had those moments. Okay. And we're living in a time where the noose 
is getting tighter. The pressure is there. Okay? If you're a Christian and you're seeing what's happening, if you understand what's going on, you've looked at what's going on in the news, you've looked at the stories about how they're putting more restraints on Christians, you're seeing how things are getting a lot evil, you're seeing how world governments and world organizations like the WHO, okay, are getting more perverse. They're not even hiding it anymore. If you see the fact that we are slowly slipping into a cashless society, if you see the fact <clears throat> that we're going to have a social credit system that's going to try to make you be scared of what to say and what to think, okay, that there will be penalties. And this is all about the Bible becoming more real in our lives. Okay? We have a fake alien invasion coming to bring strong delusion. All right? God is going to see who's a Judas and who's faithful to him. And it's really going to be tough. And we already had what we were going through for the past three years to show God who's really his and who's really a Judas. And a lot of us chose to be a Judas. A lot of us chose comfort. So we chose to sell out Jesus for maybe not for 30 pieces of silver, but we sold them out for a home to be able to buy food, to be able to have money. Okay. And like Judas, we paid the consequences. But God is not done with us yet. Those who have not paid the ultimate price for being a Judas. We still have hope. You can hear my voice. We still have hope. We still have a chance to get it right. But sadly, many of us are not going to do that because when it really gets in the full swing. Oh yeah, Fauci has uh, wants us to be shut in again, advised it. So let me just say that uh, we are going to experience a lot of hardship. And that's when he's going to see if the if Jesus is going to come out of our hearts. 
through our actions and our minds? Or are we going to be even more like Judas? When those hunger pains come and you can't feed yourself, or when your children are hungry and you may not have enough for another second plate. Especially if you're a single mother or a single parent, father. What's going to happen? What will we do? Will we steal? Will we unalive somebody? Take their possessions to feed our own families, to clothe our own families, to put clothes on our own backs, our own families back? What will we do? It's one thing to uh, say, you know, talk with your chest and say, yeah, we will love the Lord our God with all our might, with all our heart, with all our strength. We won't steal. We won't commit adultery. But when your stomach's growling, You may not have food at your house with your wife and spouse. But your neighbor does. Single mothers. You've known single mothers that have, those of you that do know, have compromised themselves to feed their families. devil got them will the devil get you fathers you work hard to provide but when the next round comes of trials will you turn on god and break the law will you do something that is completely acceptable to the world but completely abominable to god in order to feed your family or to acquire resources will we pull a judas Let's keep going. Judas illustrates something that is true for all big failures. A critical moment will often get all of the attention, but it's the little hardships, the choices, the compromise over a long period of time that makes it all possible. We need to deal with the same reality. Let's be honest. The last two years have been an assault on our hearts. And in a world where all the feel the pressure to look like we have it all together, it is possible we're dealing with some heart instability too. I know it's true for me. Judas teaches us anything. It's that these little cracks underneath and on the inside are powerful. They can lead somewhere big if we're not careful. I think when we picture Judas agreeing to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, it happens in slow motion. That's how the movies depict the scene. The bag of money floats through the air for a long time, Judas' eyes grow bigger and bigger as he greedily dives for the coins. The chief priest laughs for what seems like an eternity. It's all very dramatic and incredibly unrealistic. This moment would have happened in the time it takes to snap your fingers. Have you noticed that moments rarely feel all that critical in the moment? We may replace some of our biggest regrets in slow motion, but at that time it happened, it wouldn't have seemed like that big of a deal. This is just one example of how 
all of us, both Judas, as well as you and I are incredibly good at justifying something in the moment. Later on, we ask, how did we think that was a good idea? But in real time, it's easy to be short-sighted. See, that's what I'm saying. Okay. When you're in that compromising position, it's just a little lie. Okay. No one will know. And I could keep this money. Nobody will know. And I could get by with the bills. No one will know. Okay. My husband is having a hard time finding work. He's just not making the bills. And my boss just propositioned me to sleep with him. Or he's attractive and I could seduce him to get money. I'm talking, listen, I'm talking real situations, okay, that have happened and extremely will be amplified, okay? When we go into this cashless society, when that antichrist, who some ignorantly think, oh man, I'm, I'm going to hate the Antichrist. Oh, no. He's somebody that everybody's going to love. Those who are not into the truth, who are not solid in the faith, and those outside of the world. They're going to love him. Okay? And he will do miracles. And that's when people's heartstrings are going to be tested. All right? That's when the rubber really hits the road. Fourteen cities have already sold out to the plan of the World Economic Forum. Those cities' leaders have sold out To an organization that is so perverse and so wicked okay this is what's happening people there are a whole bunch of ugly things that the devil wants to put in our way. He will play with our minds. All right. People are going to be put in situations. They're going to have a Jesus moment when he's in the wilderness and he hungered and the devil came to him. You're hungry. Turn these stones into bread. You can't feed your family. Pick up that bat. Bash that car window. Get those possessions and sell them. All right. Worse situations. You're hungry. These people over here got food. Why don't you befriend them? Oh, you, you want to pray to Jesus before talking to these people? Oh, come on, man. These are the times you're hungry and your kids are hungry. Befriend these people. You need to feed your family. You got to do what you got to do. Come on now. Never mind. You don't know those people. They could be devil worshipers or they're just really screwed up, sick, devil inspired people putting you and your family at risk. But because your flesh is 
raging with hunger, you want to just obey that instead of Jesus. And you don't know what consequences you may face. You're going to follow Jesus or you're going to turn into Judas? Okay. Judas' story is a tragedy, not just because he failed in a big way, but also in how he handled his failure. After betraying Jesus, he must have replayed his mistake in his mind over and over again. His deep remorse, regret, and shame eventually drove him to make another devastating choice to take his own life. Judas got stuck in his shame. He, his mistake led to remorse, which isn't bad, but he stayed there. That's easy for us to do. Shame is so destructive. If you are struggling with shame right now, please know that you're not a, the only one I'm right here with you. As someone who struggles with seeking the approval of others, I feel it deeply when I make a mistake or disappoint someone or don't live up to expectations. Shame is everywhere, and it's like quicksand. It's hard to escape once we're in it. And that's another thing, too. When we've tried and you feel you can't make it, are you going to pull a Judas and betray God by taking your own life? It's really tough in this world now. We're in a recession. Food prices are going up. Okay. We have demonic government leaders that are putting the, scree the squeeze on people. Okay. You may have responsibilities to take care of family and the temptation there. To just find a way to cope, whether it be drugs or sex or just tuning out to music, alcohol, just to not hear the kids cry when you can't feed them. There is that point where you may feel, you know what, it's not worth it anymore. I've prayed and I'm tired of praying. Don't that that is where the devil wants you. Because he wants to wants you to destroy the temple that God has made and to you to be thrown under the bus of God's judgment. That is the ultimate way to be a Judas. God does not want that for you. Okay. <clears throat> I find it interesting that we read about Judas failing the gospels. Gospels. There's another big crash and burn story being told at the same time. It's about Peter, the disciple, denied Jesus three times. The denial at a critical moment was a massive regret in his life. But instead of getting stuck in shame, he did something much different than Judas. He actually took it to Jesus. John chapter 22 recounts this sweet encounter between Peter and the risen Jesus. Keep in mind, Peter hadn't addressed his failure with Jesus yet. And this was after Jesus 
had risen from the dead and started appearing to people. Think of the different emotions Peter must have felt. Certainly relief that Jesus was alive. But probably a lot of shame too. The mis this mistakes his response. <clears throat> Sorry, this makes his response to seeing Jesus all the more meaningful. He was on a boat and a companion recognized Jesus on the shore. Here's what Peter did. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped in the water. John chapter 21, verse 7. Peter couldn't wait to get to Jesus. And when they met face to face, he received what all of us can receive from Jesus. Grace, redemption, and restoration. Freedom from shame. Free, And from there, Jesus did what he always did. He said he would do. He used Peter to build his church. Peter was forever changed with incredibly with credible testimony to share. Okay. Our biggest failures can lead to our clearest experience of God's grace. If we come to him, that's the key. Okay. One of the biggest what ifs from Judas life is this. What if he hadn't gotten stuck in shame and instead saw Jesus afterwards? Do we really believe he would have been outside of God's grace? I don't. Well, I'm sorry, but I disagree with that because he was the son of perdition. <clears throat> but we are to learn from Judas. We are to learn that we're on a tight road. We're on a narrow road. This road is not a road for fun and games. Okay. Now, the difference between us and Judas is that we have a chance if we're living and breathing we have a chance to get things right with God to come to him he knows we're weak but he'll help us to be strong and to overcome those weaknesses but we got to be willing to trust him it's not easy it's rough it's rough for me <clears throat> it's been a rough week for me but you know we, we got to do it it's not easy but the other alternative is to be a Judas Okay? It's not easy when he's talking to you and telling you things you don't want to hear, telling you things you, that he wants you to do and you don't want to do it. It's not easy, but we don't have a choice. Because after we die and we get that judgment, there's no turning back. Okay? Salvation is conditional and it's a fight to the finish. It's a literal fight to the finish. Okay. God bless you. Um, I'm also on a Rumble Fight to the Finish. I'm on Spotify Fight to the Finish. And uh, that is it. Peace and be blessed. May Lord Jesus keep you and bless you and change you. To live for him and to fight to the finish. In Jesus' name, amen.